Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. This is Sean Cleveland with Regeneration X Radio. Just, a lot, just like to say God bless. Good to be here with you today, and I pray all is well with you. Starting to get cold here in the great state of Ohio, and we see winter. Thinking about moving in, <laughs> not my favorite season, but praise God, <laughs> we have seasons. There's beauty to each season, and I just thank the Lord for all that He has done, and I pray that it continues to bless us all. Amen. So, I have a friend, and we we joke a lot, and. I'll say something funny, picking on her, and she always responds, you ain't right. And I always tell her, yeah, we know that. So we have fun, but it made me think, our righteousness, what makes us right in our own eyes is like filthy rags unto the Lord. That's scripture. Our righteousness is like filthy rags. And I hope I don't offend anybody, but actually when they say filthy rags in the scriptures, they're talking about rags women use at that time in history as feminine products. Today, women have tampons. They use lower rags back then during a woman's time of month. So actually, if we were to update that word, it would say our righteousness is like a used feminine product. And I'm sorry for the visual, but that shows you what the Lord thinks about us when we think we're so righteous within ourselves, because I'm such a, a great preacher or, or somebody thinks they're the best singer, they're the greatest prophet, the greatest teacher, evangelist, whatever. When they think uh, about themselves and the things they do and who they are, and they think that they're so right before the Lord and they're just above everybody else and they're just great. The Lord looks at them and says, You're nothing your righteousness is nothing but a filthy rag to me. What you think makes you right is nothing in the eyes of the Lord. When you look at self. We have to look outside ourselves and look toward look towards our Messiah, our Savior, Yeshua Jesus. For only in him can we find righteousness. Only if we're covered by his blood does the Lord see righteousness upon us. And that's why he was the Passover lamb. Because of his sacrifice, his blood being shed, his blood covered us. So the death passes over us. There is no spiritual death in him. Because of his righteousness. When the Lord looks at his people, he sees the blood of his son upon us. And when he sees that blood, he acknowledges us as his. Without that blood, 
were nothing but filthy rags to be cast aside, to be cast out. Our righteousness does not match his righteousness. He is holy. He is perfection. He is glorious. We are nothing but flesh beings. Without him, we have nothing but death. But in him, we have life. So when many people will boast and brag about who they are and what they've done and what they have, and they think that they're superior to everyone around them. And you hear people like that. I know of a, a woman and she brags about her family a lot and about the things she does spiritually, how great a prayer warrior she is and how great her kids are. They're just so anointed, and their husband's like the greatest man that ever lived. My family this, my family that. I did this, I did that. And one day I just listened, and I was like, really? She's boasting about herself and her family. She's not giving any honor and glory to the Lord. It's all about them. And I realized this, that all of us, all of us need the Lord because all of us fall short. No matter how much we pray, fast, read scriptures, attend every church service, feed the feed the poor, do mission trips, but we still need to understand we're flawed. Within ourselves there is no no perfection. That's why we need his blood, his righteousness. And once we realize that we are nothing without him, we will stop bragging. We will stop boasting. We will stop looking down on each other, knowing that we're all in the same boat, that we all need a Savior. And thank you, Lord, the Savior has come, died for our sins, and has risen, and now intercedes for us in heaven. But there are still those who are arrogant, prideful, boastful, who think they have no sin in their life. And so if you're following with me, turn to Romans chapter 3. I'm going to start reading in verse 21. Paul's addressing the people of Rome, and he says, But now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So Paul is saying now, separate from the law, for the law it on, the law only showed our sin and our need for a Savior. 
But now that the Savior has come, his righteousness has been revealed. The Father's righteousness has been revealed to the Son, to us, his people. And we know that now we are in need of a Savior because we have all sinned and all fall short of the glory of God, all of us. There's not one of us that has not sinned. There's not one of us that does, that does not sin. Some way, shape, or form, we sin. If you think I never sin, let me tell you, you just sin because you're full of pride. And pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. And a lot of people miss that. They think I'm just so grand and glorious and I have no sin in me. Yeah, pride is a sin. That's what caused the adversary, the devil himself, to fall from heaven. He got full of pride and wanted worship for himself and not for the Father. And it caused him to fall and lead other angels to fall with him. And these beings were in the very presence of the Lord. And still, their pride brought them down. How much more is mere mortals when we allow a prideful attitude to make us think that we're better than everybody else? Even when we look at those who are not yet serving the Lord, and we look down upon them, we pass judgment upon them, we condemn them. We don't like the sin that they're committing. And so we put them down and say they're not worthy. What? None of us are worthy of the of the glory of the Lord. None of us. That's why he had to send his son, because he could find nobody righteous. We forget that. And we forget that there was a time we were not known of him, that we were not called his child, that we were out in the world doing whatever we wanted to do. I remember what I was like before I met the Lord. I like to go out and get drunk. I like to go out and chase women. I like to go out and get into fights. I love that stuff. Now that I'm a man of God, now that I'm called the child of Yahweh, now that I'm covered by the blood of Yeshua Jesus, I look back and I see some of my old friends still out there doing the same thing. And I'm not looking at them going, Look at those no good sinners. I can't believe I ever knew these guys. What did I see in them? They're just so useless. No, I look at them and say, hey, the same Lord that saved me, he's there waiting for you. He loves you just like he loves me. He's calling you like he calls me. Yeah, you're sinning. I used to be right there with you, remember? Sometimes I caused you to sin. Sometimes I was a better sinner than you, a bigger sinner. Sometimes I went off the hook so crazy, you looked at me and was like, what is wrong with this guy? But now, I know the righteousness of God has been revealed through his son. He called me, and I said, here I am, Lord. And he covered me in his blood and called me his own and called me to his righteousness not my own. And he can do the same for my lost friends. And I pray that they do come to him because he loves them. And I love them too. And I want them to want them to know him, to be known by him. 
that we will be together and that we will praise him together as friends, as we sing together. I want to glorify the Lord together with my friends, with my family. I want to glorify the Lord with whoever will enter in. And we will be covered by his blood and be called by his righteousness. But I will never forget that I was born and shaped in iniquity and I sinned against the Lord. I did not obey his commandments. I did not seek his glory. I did not desire his presence at one time. All I wanted to do was honor my flesh to please it, to make it happy, even though it was leading me to to destruction. I sinned, and I still fall short of his glory. Sometimes I don't think the right thoughts. Sometimes I can explode. About a month ago, I was at work, and one of my coworkers disrespected me in front of everybody. And this coworker had repeatedly disrespected me, like, for the past two years the same and doing things and now I just kept letting it go. I spoke to my my boss, you know, this is happening. I wanted to let you know. And so it went on and went on. And one day the female coworker disrespected me in front of all the other employees and some of our members. The I work at a mental health facility and I don't know, I was in a bad mood that day or something, but when she did that, I snapped and I exploded. And I let her know how I felt. I even threw a couple of things. In my anger, I let my anger get the best of me. And she was reprimanded for what she did because it was wrong, was disrespectful, and she did it in front of other people. But I went to her and said, I have to apologize to you because the way I reacted, that was wrong. I cannot justify it. It doesn't matter what you did. I still had the choice to honor the Lord in my response. And in my response, I did not honor him. I fell short of his glory. And because of that, I had to go to my father and ask for his forgiveness and an act of repentance. And then I went to my coworker who disrespected me, and I apologized to her and asked for her forgiveness. Some people say, why? She started it. It was her fault. She had been messing with you. It's not about her. It's not about me. It's about the righteousness of my Lord. And I did not honor him. I sinned. I fell short. But he forgave me. And so did she. And now she and I have a better relationship. And now I know I honored the Lord and what I did. But I also don't forget that before I made the apologies, I did wrong in my response because I was thinking about my righteousness 
This woman's disrespecting me. This woman's putting me down. Oh, I'm embarrassed by how she's treating me. But I should have been looking at her and saying, I need to pray for her more. I need to allow the peace of the Lord to keep me calm. Father, guide me by your spirit. I did not look to the Lord and his righteousness in that moment. I looked to my fleshly nature that rose up and was angry and was saying, get her. Put her in her check. Put her in check, man. Put her in her place. Let her know what you think. Who she thinks she is messing with us. Jitter. And I fell short of his glory and I sinned. But scriptures even say, in your anger, sin not. Not the fact that I was angry, but the fact of how I responded in my anger was not right. And I knew then, yeah, you still have sin in you, buddy. You think you're perfect? You think you're all that? You're not. I was acting like I did back in the days, and I like to fight. Oh, you mess with me, you get in my face? All right, well, let's do this. Next thing you know, I'm exploding. I'm angry. I show no honor to my God. And I operate my own righteousness. But praise the Lord. He forgives. And I thank the Lord that he is always faithful to me. I thank him that even when I do fall short, he's there to hold out his hand and say, get back up, son. I love you. And I forgive you. And I say, Father, my righteousness is a filthy rag. I fall short of your glory. But I receive your forgiveness. That's one one us to really focus on that when we fall short, and we will, and we do, the Lord is standing there ready to extend his hand. As our Messiah was walking upon the water, and Peter stepped out in faith, and he fell short of God's glory and didn't believe and started to sink below the waves, he cried out to the Lord, save me. And the Lord reached out his hand and took his hand and pour him back up. We cannot be focused on our own selves and what we think is our righteousness. We have to be focused on his righteousness because guess what? You ain't right. I ain't right. I know that's bad English, (laughs) but we're not right. But we can be covered in his righteous blood be called the children of the Most High. We would turn to First John chapter 1, verse 8. And John says to us, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say 
that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. What more can we say? John said said in such an eloquent way. We deceive ourselves when we think we have no sin in us. We live in sinful bodies that are fallen at the time of salvation, of the regeneration of the spirit of man. We must understand our spirit is regenerated and come to life in the Lord, but our physical bodies are still sinful, and the spirit is contrary to the flesh. The flesh will battle against the spirit of the Lord, desiring itself, desiring to be in charge, one to have the preeminence over the spirit of the Lord. But the Holy Spirit will not force himself upon us. We have to make the decision, I'm going to do the will of the Lord. Like when I snapped at my coworker, I had a choice to make. As I felt the anger in me, I could say, I surrender this to you, Lord, because I want to honor you, or I could explode on my coworker. Unfortunately, I fell short and exploded on my coworker, but the choice was mine to make. I made the wrong choice. I fell short. It was all on me. Not my coworker, definitely not the Lord, but it was on Sean Cleveland because he fell short. Because he looked to his own, his own self. And my righteousness just could not measure up to the righteousness of my God. And I knew at that moment, Sean, you ain't right. But John goes on to tell us, when we stand and we confess our sins, he, the Lord, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He forgives. He forgives. No one does not forgive. He can cleanse us by the blood of his son, Yeshua, who died for me, who died because of my sin. He had no sin in him, but he died. He died for my sins. He willingly took upon the sins of Sean. Wow, that really just hit me. He died. He suffered. All that because of my sin, that he might make me righteous in the eyes of the Lord by his blood. Because I cannot do it for myself. No matter how much I wanted to walk upright before the Lord in my own power, I could not do it. So the Lord, in his infinite wisdom, knowing that man is sinful and man could not reach him. He took his living word. His word is alive. It's not just a sound, but his words 
are alive. And he wrapped those words in flesh and set his word upon the earth. And his word walked with men and took upon our sins and died and rose again. That we can be forgiven and that we can be called unto his righteousness and be cleansed of our sins. And John goes on to say, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. When you say you don't sin, you haven't sinned, what you just did was look the Lord in his face and say, liar. My father, the king, Lord, Master, Yahweh, the great I am, a liar? Not possible. You definitely have been deceived. There's so many who are deceived. They look at the Lord and they say such evil things against him. Because in their fallen nature, they don't understand his righteousness. A friend of mine posted the scripture the other day, and I agree with what he was saying. And other people came on there and started saying things against the Lord, saying, thank God for baby cancer, blaming the Lord for cancer. Cancer is a byproduct of the sin nature of man, which came upon the earth when Adam and Eve disobeyed the Lord and stepped out of his righteousness. Every evil upon the earth came because Adam and Eve stepped out of the righteousness of God. They disobeyed him and gave ownership of this planet over to Satan and his fallen angels. Now they have a right because of the fall of man to operate in the earth. But our Lord Jesus came, the great Yeshua, and he took back everything the enemy had stolen and has given it to his children. Now, once again, the people of the Lord are the authority upon the earth in his name. But we still fall short. We still not cannot judge others and say they are wrong and unworthy of the Lord. We can look upon their acts and judge their deeds and say this is not of the Lord. But we cannot say this person or that person is not worthy or we cannot condemn them to hell. And I grew up going to church. I grew up Pentecostal. And I remember, especially when I was a teenager and we would go to the, they had these teenage nightclubs and we'd go out, dance, party. There was no alcohol because I said we were teenagers. But um, some of the people in the church, the older people, We'll look at us uh, at us teenagers and like look at them. Mm-hmm. Out there hanging out with Satan. Mm-hmm. Out there sinning. Look at them. Mm. And they'll just look down on us. And of course that bothered us that they would speak so negative of us. And you know they weren't showing us love and 
and trying to minister to us. They just looked down on us and put us down. And thankfully, there were men and women there at our church that actually looked at us and said, the Lord's working with them. And they would encourage us and they would love us. Because they understood they fell short and we all fall short. And now, I preach the gospel. And the people that look down upon me now see the error in their ways. But hopefully they understand we all fall short. And now, as the Lord has pulled me out of the muck and mire, I look back in the muck and mire and I want to pull others out and not put them down and condemn them because I understand I was in their position once and I still fall short of the glory of God. We all do. But thanks unto him, he forgives, he restores, and he has given us his salvation, his living word, his son, his character, the Holy Spirit. And I just can say right now, thank you, Lord, for you are my righteousness, and I am covered in the blood of your son. Amen? Amen. This has been Sean Cleveland with Regeneration X. As always, I'd like to hear from you. You can find me, Sean Cleveland, on Facebook, or you can email me at regenerate07 at yahoo.com. I'd love to hear from you. I ask that you continue to pray for me, and I ask the Lord to continue to bless you and your family. May the Lord be with you. Bye-bye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.